Welcome to ADI, Auto-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Elmley, and this is my co-host. Together, we'll explore this cutting-edge tool, its legal and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between human creativity and artificial intelligence. So buckle up and let's dive in. The Writers Guild of America, which is the Hollywood Writers, um, are on strike right now, and part of the reason for that, part of the reason for that is they don't want AI uh, to replace them. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that I don't, I don't know what that says for what they kind of value their skills at. Well, here it says the WGA requested that AI can't write or rewrite literary material that it can't be used as source material and that MBA covered material can't be used to train AI. The fear being that, and this is out of a Rolling Stone article. So the fear being that AI could create drafts of screenplays and then hire writers at day rates to punch up those scripts. So I think part of this is valid, but I think part of it is not valid. And I mean, the part that's valid is that yes, it could definitely be trained it could definitely write or rewrite the material, but I think the idea that you could take a day writer, like a writer at day rates to punch up the script, I don't think that's necessarily gonna work because that's taking away the whole, um, that's just not taking into account the brilliance of creativity that goes into writing. Right, that's the, they're they're really selling themselves short in a sense, right? So yeah. like you could you could have it as a basis, I feel like, like as like writing a script about something, but then you could have like a team of writers make it better, tweak it out, but you can't like have them where was I what was I saying? Um Well, I mean at the end of the day, the thing is that AI can replace a lot of the writers in Hollywood. That is true. Mm-hmm. And my my concept of that is that it would be very much like the grocery store, right? Where instead of having 10 checkout checkouts with cashiers, we now have one cashier for 10 self checkouts. Right. So and it's like a there's like a tuning down of of human employees that needs to happen. Yes. And yeah. so there's one employee instead of 10 for the same number of checkouts. Right. And so that could definitely happen. Now, it'll be interesting to see if it does happen because like in our previous episode where we were talking about the diamond industry yeah. and how the diamond industry navigated that whole creation that whole of change. lab created diamonds by devaluing those diamonds. It'll be interesting to see if Hollywood can do that. Yeah. So they have like a, uh, they uh, poo-poo shows and stories that have been written by robots uh-huh. in a sense so that their stories are worth more, right? And the self-checkout thing is actually like very reminiscent of what people think um, automation would do to like fast food industry. Right. right. Where if you if you had like burger flipper robots, Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you would have one engineer that was in charge of maintaining and keeping the robots on track, 
but like and maybe one cook and maybe one actual cook like oh is this actually food right quality yeah. assurance right you know but you wouldn't need the person to burger flip you know and really we're just upgrading people's jobs exactly that is one thing to think about like i agree i think we're upgrading like you quality know of life right so you have to be more creative you have or you have to be more observant right. right or you have to be more specified into this thing in order to do yes. it now there's the question of like what kind of volumes of this do we need and what happens to people who can't do these things yes but then but, there's always so many jobs and we always think the jobs are going to disappear they don't necessarily disappear they just morph now yeah. they do require people to be more invested in their education or their technical skills or their t or their training or apprenticeship so mm -hmm. i think that schools and job you know and like tech schools and stuff they would do game. well to up their game yeah, yeah exactly cool. i mean you know this is very reminiscent of like probably what people were thinking when uh cars started coming into fashion well what have what will happen to the people who pick horse horse poop off the streets what will happen to a horse to blacksmiths who what make the horseshoes what will happen to blacksmiths who make the horseshoes what will happen to um the people who train and raise horses right you know coders are having this big question right now what is going to happen to us because the ai can code better than we can well yeah for but somebody still stuff. has to prompt the system yeah it is it AI is, already is a calculator okay yeah. for writers yeah it is a car for travelers traveling and yeah i mean in this there's this other quote in this article it says yeah in terms of companies using ai in order to break the strike i'd like to see them try it's not going to work it's not easier to replace us with ai than it is to find someone to write the scripts and that's not possible for them to do because it's an extremely skilled profession Mm. so that's an interesting argument and i think he's only i think he, there's a little bravado in here i don't think he's fully right yeah so on the one hand yes it is an extremely skilled position and you can't just and just some executive who doesn't know anything about creative content yeah. cannot prompt the system to get a good script right not going to happen he can't even he can't even judge how good it is on the end point of it right but the skilled screenwriter can do so right that's like saying i can't go into i can't use a calculator to figure out you know um like some kind of weird algorithm or something or annuities or something how much like how many teaspoons you need for cooking recipes you know i know well, we do i can do that right we do that in our heads but like a lot of people use calculators for these very simple math stuff no but what i'm saying is that me being unskilled in math mathematics or engineering i can't prompt I can't use a calculator oh. or a computer even to solve an engineering problem because right. I don't have the skills to prompt the the computer in those engineering areas. Right. And that's what he's saying, and he's right about that. But that doesn't mean you need 10 writers on every script. Mm -hmm. And so they are going to run into that. Now, the other interesting thing, I think, is that we're not going to see the same thing in publishing. That's my contention. Yeah. Here's why. Ghostwriters have been a part of the industry for hundreds for hundreds of years. Yeah. And so, um, and this is just this is just a computer as a ghostwriter. Yeah. And um so and you still have to sign off on it and you still have to put your own voice into yep. the ghostwriting. 
and you still have to prompt it to give you what you want. Yeah. And so you're still getting unique content based on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, this really allows Hollywood people, you know, they don't need 10 people to every script. They only need three, you know? Yeah. That means that they can put more shows out. If there's anything I've noticed with like Gen Z and um, millennials is that um, there is a lack, like an a very ironic lack of content from big studios. They cannot keep up mm. with the millennial and Gen Z desire and craving of appetite. content. Appetite. They, they, can't, they can't curb the appetite. They can't. They, they physically have not been able to. Netflix runs out of things on Netflix for people to watch consistently. That's interesting. People have to re-watch things in order to get more, to, to like... So there, so that's interesting because in this article and this whole strike, they're coming from the scarcity model, right. the scarcity idea that if if they start using AI, there's going to be less demand for writers. But that is, what you're saying is that that's not actually necessarily I'm saying, true. I'm saying there's a gigantic hole that they don't even know is there because they're you know just kind of floating in la la land, out uh, where people are okay with just watching. Three shows a week. Well, what now with that that takes care of the writing, but what about the actors? And what about right? The, so then the there needs to be more actors, management and, and the executive. This is just this explodes the industry outwards, where previously the the like maybe the the block before was having things to write, was having content to put out. That's really interesting. You know, maybe mm -hmm. that was the maybe that was the maybe that was mm -hmm. the main bottleneck was getting the creative juices into creating a whole thing, you know, a whole show. I mean, it wasn't. Maybe, maybe I, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I, I feel like that person or the, the people that are striking don't understand how much millennials and Gen Z consume content-wise. Yeah. Like, it's... It's 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 like a, it's a gaping hole that is like constantly getting bigger because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's more kids, you know, and there's more more eyes watching the screens, you know, than ever before. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not looking at it from that angle at yeah. the moment. I mean, um, one of their one of their biggest competitors is YouTube and Twitch. Right. Exactly. YouTube people are just creating whatever. YouTube has zero writers. Uh -huh. Right. Twitch also has zero writers. They, these are just people that are just talking most of the time mm -hmm. that they're just, they're just doing whatever. But see, they're, they're, they're going to claim that they're more professional and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. That gets just a bigger, like, That's they're a bigger just deal. so much better. Right. And of course they would think that, but. It's... Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens because like I said, if they're able to, um, if they're able to um, force the issue and get the union to declare that AI isn't allowed, content in, in isn't that. allowed, right. yeah. But we'll see. It'll yeah, be we'll interesting see. to see. We'll see how they do because it, and maybe it's part of it's that they want to have this exclusive club, right? 
Well, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, isn't that what Hollywood is all about? Yeah, it's all about exclusivity. Like, yeah. oh, this is our... And all these writers, you know that, I mean, that that's not because they're the most, I'm sorry, but it's not because they're the most highly skilled, fabulous writers on earth. It's because they knew the right people. Yeah. They knew is. the right people. I know. And they were liked by the right people. Yeah. And they, they kowtowed to the right people. Right place, right time. And they don't want to, they don't want to, they can't think to like expand their group at all, you know? I mean, they'll let new people in who match their little, you know, or it doesn't community. Even, it doesn't even expand the writer's group. No, it doesn't. It expands the actors. It expands the people who are managing. Yeah, exactly. It expands the directors. It expands that sort of thing. It doesn't expand it the It would writers. actually give some of these writers an opportunity to be the head of a team. Yeah, to shine. Mm -hmm. Like, they have the opportunity to be like. If they use it correctly. Yeah. If well, they use it correctly. We, we and that's the see, whole thing. Yeah. But then the whole thing is, too. Where will the money come from, right? So the money for all these new productions has right. to come from somewhere. Yeah, and um, and not it's not that they're not making money because they are. They are making, but money, so they know. just have to invest in more productions. I, I mean, that's... I mean, how many on average? How many studios do you think on one of those Hollywood block? Um, you know what I'm talking about, like Universal Studios, like the the big garages. Oh yeah, aircraft carrier or uh -huh. the aircraft hangars. How many of those do you think are used? Every day. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know enough about the industry in any way, shape, or form. I feel like most of them are unused day to day. It could be. I don't know. And plus, we're talking about like three different areas movies, TV, you know, yeah. and streaming, which is not necessarily the same. It's not primetime TV, right? Yeah. So we have streaming, primetime TV, and movies are all different. Yeah, those things. are all different avenues, I guess. Mm -hmm. I consider them under the same bubble of like bubble of media, but that's, um, that is a little too broad-minded. Maybe I don't know because because like they're they're totally different marketing perspective even mm -hmm. like what you want people to be watching you know. But then the question becomes: Should they exclude AI? Should they? Should they? Is it reasonable? Or flip side, do they have an ethical responsibility to exclude AI? Hmm. For the human aspect of it. Yeah. So on the one hand, aspect. is it like, should we protect human creativity to such a degree that we exclude any kind of technological aid to creativity the way that the Hollywood writers want to protect the jobs, protect the human mm -hmm. element? Should we do that? Or flip side, should we, do we have an ethical responsibility to include whatever tools we have to enhance human creativity? Yeah. Well, here's, here's one thing to think about. So when we went to the moon, we wrote out all of the calculations by hand, basically. Mm -hmm. They were on pen and paper, and then they were put into punch cards, woof, um, <laughs> which is worse than writing it out, but it was the only way to make the machine understand. Um, and do we still do that? Do we still write out all exactly. the equations And how much did that hand? slow us down? And how much did that slow us down? Exactly. That's my feeling on the matter. Why, and, did, why would you not let the NASA scientists use a calculator? Right. Why would you not let them use a modeling software to see where the rocket, like how the rocket's going to launch to see if yeah. it's going to go or if it's just going to explode and then suddenly you have to build another rocket? Yep. Exactly. This is a tool, you know, and especially with stuff, gaps that we seem to have found within the current AI system, it seems like a it's going to continue to be a tool and it's not going to gain some sort of sentience, but right. 
Yeah. And that is something that, that the programmers, I mean, that's out of our, that's that is above totally our, out of our grade. Yeah. grade. But it is something to consider. Yeah. So there's some uh, interesting ideas. Now, obviously those who are going to, there are those who are going to protect their position. That's what people do. We always have a group of people who are protecting the current position of mm -hmm. the human the role, quo. the status quo. And then we always have a group of people who are pushing towards the, next dimension towards the next level. Mm -hmm. And then we have a group who are kind of in the middle and going to just kind of wait and see what happens. And yeah. that's always the case. Yeah. And we're seeing it here just like we see it in every other aspect of human society. Yeah. It, this has probably always happened. Mm -hmm. You know, when, Grug, when Grug struck those two fancy rocks together and there were sparks and suddenly yes. this right tinder was on fire, Ugg said, no, Grug, Grug burned down house or something you yeah know, it's like bad for forest but Greg was like but for food <laughs> if food is hot exactly exactly Perfect, exactly know? and are we gonna love the technology or hate it now it? generally speaking we love it let's be honest when it comes to technologies we don't throw them out we run with them because really they're interesting do. and they help us grow and they help us pro progress and then we we find new avenues and yes there are problems but they're different problems and usually they're better problems yeah. honestly our problems using cars are much better than our problems using horses yeah although one of the one of the things that was nice about horses is that if you were drunk uh the horse would take you home <laughs> yeah but no still we'll have self-driving cars that can do that yes <laughs> but, but no one you know no one was caught drunk driving with a horse the horse knows better <laughs> the horse is like how are you on about and you just would walk except home. that of course they'll still consider they might still consider the driver drunk if the driver even if the car is driving home so that's a whole thing that's we don't know what thing. the legal thing is going to be there yeah well, it depends on the whole like it's like who is responsible for hitting you know, yeah like for the i know movement exactly. of the object and it's like well the car is responsible for it but the car is not like a legal entity mm -hmm. so. Right. So the driver has to be, but well, I mean, it's interesting because it reminds me back in the day, Henry Ford said, if he asked his customers what they wanted, they would have told him faster horses. Right. Yeah. And they, like... they would not have thought of cars. No. Like horseless carriages, which is where the word car comes from. Yeah. And they would have wanted faster horses. And so in this instance, we're seeing the same thing. People want faster people faster thinking they, want, fa they more want creativity they want the people to make more content yes but what we're getting is ai based yeah. on human models in which to which human models are still going to have to continue feeding it yeah right there's no way around that but that that um that process of human fed ai generating content is the faster is the horseless carriage mm -hmm. it is thank you for joining us on another episode of adi author driven artificial intelligence we hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace the incredible potential of chat-based ai in your work if you've enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and share adi to learn more about how to leverage author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve with Chat-Based AI.